Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, so much for homecomings. The Bucks know how to wreck it for Tom Brady. He had a hand in it as well. They lose 35-7 to to the San Francisco 49ers at Levi Stadium in a game that I promise you, Steve, I don't know how much you watched of it. It wasn't that close. <laughs> it just, um, this was a sobering day for a lot of people, starting with Tom Brady, obviously, who had 100 fans, 100 friends and family in the nosebleed sections of Levi Stadium. And imagine uh, how they felt coming to the game to, you know, to cheer on the prodigal son come home most likely for his last time, unless he plays there next year. And so against that backdrop, you go out and just get completely overwhelmed. And we'll talk about some plays that might have changed the game early. Certainly penalties was a big part of this story, Mm -hmm. as they have been all year long, missed opportunities. But mostly, I think this is where we are with this, Steve. Uh, If they make the playoffs and they're not eliminated yet, they still have a one-game lead in the NFC South, this team is not going anyplace. I don't think they'd be lucky enough or fortunate enough, depending on who they played, to, to even win a game in the wild card. Maybe that would change things for Todd Bowles and his staff if, in fact, they, they won the division and then somehow won a game and advanced in the playoffs. But at the current trajectory here, even if they win the division, they're probably going to do so with a losing record. We're no better than 9-8 and eight now. And the inconsistency of this team and, frankly, the lack of urgency and the lack of the ability to respond to the coaching staff, I think this is becoming now dire, not just for Byron Leftwich, but for, the, for, for Todd Bowles and everybody that's associated with this, this team right now. I, I don't disagree with you, but I would say this game, more than any other this year, showed just how off Tom Brady is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can sit there and blame the coaches for a lot of things, and and, and there's plenty to second-guess and, and think that maybe should be done differently. But how many yeah. bad throws did he have today? A whole bunch. A whole bunch. I mean, that's for you know, sure. You can't blame Byron Leftwich because he couldn't put the ball on Mike Evans' hands. He's throwing that's it true. behind him at his feet, as you know, overthrowing mm-hmm. guys. I mean, there was a lot of those today. Now, it's not all on Tom Brady, don't get me wrong, but right, you know, everyone just thinks you have Tom Brady, you're going to do great. He was pretty bad today. Yeah, and I, I don't think he's played his, you know, like Tom's always said, as long as I'm playing championship football, I want to I want to continue playing. I don't think he's doing that. Um, now, having said that, if I tell you he throws it 55 times in a game, you're going to tell me he lost because... Mm-hmm. That can't be the recipe, as he called it, a passathon, is what this game turned into. They only had, you know, 19 rushing attempts for 63 yards, not very impressive between Rashad White and Leonard Fournette. And 
I think the disappointing thing, and there's a lot of them, would be that they were beaten in every facet, not just on offense, which we've come to expect, I guess, with a team that can't score, but also defensively. And look, they had some more guys go out. They started the game without you know, Antoine Winfield, without Mike Edwards, without Sean Murphy bunting. Vita Vea went down. Um, he had a, a boot on his leg after the game. Um, you know, I think at some point Jamel Dean was out. So there were more losses on defense, which certainly hurt them. But any time a team goes out there, and we'll talk about Brock Purdy and the rookie quarterback, sort of lighting it up for him in the first half. But they ran 36 times for 209 yards. Christian McCaffrey creased them, only 14 carries, but 119 yards, including a 38-yard touchdown. Also caught a touchdown pass. That's an 8.5-yard average. Uh, it's just incredible. And, of course, Debo Samuel, who had to leave the game, he ran for a touchdown, a 13-yard touchdown on the, on the first possession. So, in short, they, they made it easy for the 49ers, the defense did. And I think what the defense has done this year is cover up what's an otherwise, you know, bad team in terms of scoring. They can't score. So let's look at the wins they've had, okay? They've won close games, lots of them, and they've won late, and they've won with two-minute drives. And that's what Brady was saying after the game. He goes, you know, we've, we haven't, we've done this all year. We don't start fast. We never get a lead. You know, maybe we play, you know, five minutes to the end of the game. Maybe we play a half. But we haven't put together a complete game. And we're only, <laughs> there's only four left. It's not like practice you know, Allen Iverson, what are we talking about? Practice, like you're going to get better now in the last month of the season. It's going to like, everything's going to click and you're going to have an aha moment and goes, yeah, that's, that's who we are. No, the identity is what it is and it's bad. Okay. And unfortunately this is, you know, Tom Brady came back for this. Now, you know, can they win the division? They could. They've got to, you know, come home and play the Bengals, which are one of the hotter teams in the NFL. I don't think they win that. And then they go to Arizona, and then you got games against Carolina and Atlanta. The Atlanta game last week of the season in Atlanta might decide the NFC South. Um, but, man, like just going through that locker room after the game, belief is something that good teams have, and sometimes not even good teams, but just you know teams that are hard out, so to speak, and teams that probably have no reason to believe. Some of them still do. This team does not. I, for the first time, I really felt like they like they're resigned to the fact that they're just not very good. You know, that it can't be an accident this many weeks into it. So, you know, whether you're talking to Cam Brate, like we were talking to him about, you know, being a playoff team is yeah, we're you know we're still a game in first place. He goes, but it's hard to believe that we really are because we don't play like that. You know, so forget the records, forget what division they're in. They know they're not any good. <laughs> And, you know, and I, I just don't think that, you know, with four games to go, this coaching staff is going to come up with the right game plan or the right message in the locker room. It's a player's league, and the players, they've got many of them are hurt, and they're just, they're out of it. Like, they're not, they're not believing anymore. And that's probably the one thing you can't lose is belief, but... I think they lost it in this game. 
And I think they also saw the gap between a very good NFC team that could make a run to the Super Bowl with, by the way, a rookie quarterback making his first NFL start doesn't seem to matter. The 49ers are that good and, and have that much of an identity that even with Brock Purdy, um, they can be a Super Bowl contender. So it was, man, it was grim. It was just really, really grim. And we can talk about some plays. You know, there's always plays in a game. And when you look at a score like 35-7, to 7, you say, well, you know, what's one or two plays? You know, you could give the Bucks three touchdowns, they still lose, right? But, you know, it's just like we've said, the games have momentum and seasons have momentum. They have no momentum now for the season. But in the game, even after giving up a touchdown, let's take the first play, Steve, the sack by Keanu Neal, right? Mm-hmm. You have a rookie quarterback. You come off the edge. He didn't see this blitz at all, even though it was it was to his front side. It wasn't blind side. It's a perfect defense. Perfect call on the first play of the game. Completely surprises him, and I mean he got hit and hit hard. The quarterback went down. And he went down hard. Unfortunately, Keanu Neal, the target's a little too high, got his helmet involved just under, I think, Purdy's chin or thereabouts. Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Three plays later, they're in the end zone. and Or four plays later, I guess. And so, you know, that play, I think, is a tone setter. You know what I mean? Like, if it's legal and, and you get them behind the sticks and you get the ball right back, they don't score. And then, you know, going the other way, the second, I guess it was the second possession that the Bucks had that was, a, a you know, a bust on San Francisco's secondary. And Mike Evans much like he was in Carolina, completely wide open. Like, no one in the zip code. Brady X this time makes a great throw. Evans catches it, runs in the end zone, which would have been 60-something yard touchdown. Instead, and stop me if you've heard this before, like every single game, Donovan Smith is flagged for holding, and yes, folks, he did hold. It's... Look, I mean, if, if all of a sudden that first play you get that sack, does San Francisco down, go down and score on the first possession? Right. Mike Evans, that touchdown counts. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was 7 nothing or 14 nothing at that point. but Would have been 7 nothing at that or, point. Or 7-7 yeah. seven, seven at that point. Right. Well, they would have tied it. Right. Yeah. But so, you're saying if you get the sack and, and they don't score, yeah. and then you yep. score. Yeah. But even, even okay, so that happened. But even even but at 7-7. Seven, seven. But you get the Mike Evans touchdown, 7-7. Seven, seven. The game's different. Uh, totally. Mm-hmm. You know, let's talk about. And granted, the game was out of hand at this point, but you start the third quarter and you're up twenty one. You're down twenty one nothing. Awful holding call. I mean, it wasn't even close to holding on Carlton Davis. The next play, they go down and score a touchdown. It's twenty eight nothing. Yeah, you're off the field on third down. Yeah, and that was the officials. That wasn't a that wasn't a bad play by you know the Bucks, like a holding call. But right. I mean, you know, those are three plays that. If they go the other way, everything's different about this game. Mm-hmm. No, it's not to say that that's why they lost the game. They they got outplayed. I mean, San Francisco's a better team, and they showed it today with a third-string quarterback, third-string rookie quarterback. That's the thing, man. And and the thing was is, like, they it wasn't like he made, you know, wild throws. I mean, he made a couple, and they did blitz him a few times, and he did he did stand in there and deliver it a couple times. But for the most part, you know, they got beat on long touchdowns on double moves, you know, just, just guys jumping the out and it's out and up, you know. And 
they they made it really easy on Purdy. They they gave him some some you know some shot plays. Um, that's just bad coverage. It's just bad ball. You know, it's inexplicable. I mean, his touchdown run, Devin White is sitting right there in the hole and overruns it, and he cuts back, and Brock Purdy scores and, you know, puts Devin White on skates. So, in short, they, they, just, they just didn't have, you know, anything to latch on to. And I credit Kyle Shanahan had a great game plan. You know, their their run game is very difficult with your eye discipline. They got guys moving every direction at the snap. It's really difficult to, to you know, you, you got to tackle them because if you don't, they have such great team speed that they're going to score. And, you know, that that's a problem. But it, it should not be this easy for San Francisco. And to see the, the gulf between... A 49ers team, which is a legit Super Bowl contender, albeit with a rookie quarterback, which I don't think is going to matter, and the Bucks with the GOAT and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones and, you know, Rashad White and Leonard Fournette and all these guys not be able to get out of their own way, not be able to get in the end zone. And the one touchdown they had, did you see what a, what a carom that was? He's actually throwing for Chris Godwin, goes off his hands, and Russell Gage ends up with in the end zone. I mean, that was a complete fluke, the one touchdown they did get. Well, and the way the game was going, you anticipated it would get picked off once it got knocked in the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and that's the other thing. Brady came into this game with three interceptions and about 529 or so attempts. He ends up with two picks in this game. To your point, he didn't play well. Hmm. Um, you know, he, he missed throws. He, he obviously got intercepted, which is the one thing he's been doing is protecting the football. So... You know, just the numbers themselves, 404 yards for the 49ers. I mean, that's incredible. And what's even more incredible is that their average per play was 6.8 yards. I mean, tell me who you're stopping. You know, when did you ever feel like you could contain these guys? Um, Unfortunately for the Niners, they lose Debo Samuel to, I think, what was an ankle injury. It looked like a fairly severe one. But... um, they're the real deal. And their defense, you can see why they're the number one defense in the league. You know, mm-hmm. they take the ball away. They don't miss tackles. They get pressure on the quarterback consistently. Um, every play, you have to worry about those guys. And, you know, even though they didn't have a sack of Brady, they knocked him down a whole bunch. And so they're just a different level. And, and that's... You know, as Cam Braid said, that might be the most depressing thing about this whole thing is that, like, what are you playing for? I mean, really, if you go back to the beginning and you say, you know, they were prepared, Brady had retired, he was out of the building, they were thinking trash, they were thinking Blaine Gabbard, and then all of a sudden, personal life notwithstanding, he's like, no, I'm playing. And then it's, let's get the band back together, let's sign all these reagents. Uh, oh, by the way, Bruce Arians, you can take an assistant GM job, we want Todd Bowles. And none of it, let me let me say this again, none of it has worked. Not having Bruce Arians go to the front office, not re-signing all those free agents that are going to cost you a ton on the cap, you know, down the road. Um, not bringing Brady back. I mean, and again, he's not the sole reason they're losing, but he definitely is contributing to it. And he may have the first losing season of his career, you know, so it's there's nothing to latch on to here. Is it coaching? Well, every week when they lose, Todd Bowles comes in and says, we got out coached. Well, that's not a very good selling point to your owner when you want to come back next year. You know, 
And and I just think that for the first time, I think the target is is on is not just on Byron Leftwich, but maybe Bulls himself. Simply because can you have this kind of season with those guys on the roster, regardless of who your offensive line is or is not? Um, the messages just aren't getting getting through. You know these these guys. I, I'm not saying they don't play hard because they have at times. They don't play smart, and when they're down a couple guys on defense, and let's just you know let's remember Shaq Barrett's part of this equation too. Joe Trancherinka hasn't done anything in weeks, um, so you know it's it it just doesn't give you much to latch on to as far as like yeah you know this coaching staff boy let's let's sign up for this again without Brady. Um, I don't know I, it. It was a sobering, sobering day for them. But here's something you can use. If you didn't enjoy the Bucks game, I have a way to save you money on your electric bill. And I'm serious about that. It's called May Electric Solar. They're a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems for a dozen years. Now, there's a ton of these fly-by-night companies, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. They guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty. Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances that's the main difference if you visit the hudson showroom May electric displays all its products they conduct on-site testing you'll see what they're going to install plus they don't use subcontractors so all those guys on the roof those are billy mays guys you know exactly who's doing the job start saving today call the solar energy experts may electric solar at 727-819-2862 and schedule a free estimate lower your electric bill all year long preserve the quality of your life and of that of your appliances it's may electric solar 727-819 2862. So where do you go from here? I guess is is you know back home to Tampa and this is a long trip. Remember now and somebody asked this question, and I think it's a fair point. They had a Monday night game. And mm-hmm. you know, it what amounts to a short week because you play the Monday night game and of course we know they won that, you know, with an incredible, you know, a couple of 2-minute drives at the end overcame a Donovan Smith holding penalty that erased one touchdown to get it in the end zone against you know, for Rashad White, and then they beat they beat the Saints. They go to six and six. But then it's a short week, and it's a long trip. You know, making this flight out here the other day just made me realize, like, this is really far. And, you know, um, team was staying in San Jose. They're playing in Santa Clara. And they were here on Friday, so they had a little time, a little time to adjust. And usually when they're on the road, it can be a good thing, a little bonding time and stuff like that. But, I don't know, this football team just, you know, didn't look very fresh when they started the game. They've never started games very fast. And, you know, now you're coming home to play Cincinnati. I don't know how you regroup. I mean, practice is what it is at this point. You can't really be in pads anymore. So everything is kind of a glorified walkthrough. And we asked Mike Evans, it's like, you know, you guys need more practice. Is it happening? He goes, you know, everybody talks about, again, Iverson, you know, and talk about practice. He goes, I, we practice plenty. You know, we get a lot of time together. It's just not, we're not making the same plays we made two years ago, you know, or three years ago, or even last year. The, the explosives just aren't there. And, you know, without it, trying to drive the ball 16 plays, 17 plays for touchdowns, at best you're going to eat up clock, and so it's going to be a short game. And your defense is going to have to be lights, lights out. I think the defense was exposed by a really good offense that was unrelenting and just kept coming at them. And I think we've seen now how this defense has 
covered up for the deficiencies on offense. They had, you know, they they're sitting here with six wins. Steve, realistically, they should probably be about two or three. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. I mean, well, last week's game is one of those. I mean, right? They've had a couple comebacks. One against the Rams. One, you know, one obviously against the Saints. You know, those were probably fluke games in a way. I mean, you credit Brady. You know, he's the best fourth quarter comeback guy in, in, in NFL history. But still, you can't go, you know, 55 and a half minutes playing lousy and then just because you win the game say everything's fixed, you know. And they've, they've gone all in with these free agents and just, you know, they, they can't change anything. And that, that's the biggest thing is, like, you've been doing the same thing all season long. And I know Brady's frustrated. When he gets in these production meetings with people like Aaron Andrews or whomever at NFL Network, Brady's very vocal about how bad they are. Like, he doesn't – I've had more than a few people tell me, yeah, you know, we talked to Brady, and he's extremely negative about what's going on, about how they're doing things or how they're not doing things. Um, you know, he clearly isn't happy. And to the point where, I, I don't know, you know, he's not going to make a decision – the last game of the season or something about next year. Um, but I don't know why, if you're him and you're a free agent, you're not looking for a better team with a coach that you trust. Because I, I think he thought Todd Bowles might be the right guy for this job at the right time. He thought they saw the game the same way. But the reality is they don't because they're now not scoring points. And, and Brady's all about points. Now, he don't want to throw it 55 times a game. And neither Bulls doesn't want to either, so that's a match. But that's where they're all. He's going to lead the NFL in attempts again, and he's forty-five years old. Well, and here's that's, but here's the question, and I I don't I don't dispute anything you say, but a lot of what's happened this year is is a direct result of their offensive line stinks. It's now, not good. Ryan Jensen yeah. got hurt. Right. You let Alex Kappa go. Yep. Now you traded for Shaq Mason. Marpet retired. Yeah, you tra- you know. Marpet retired. You didn't expect that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But even when Jensen got hurt in the preseason, the Bucks kept telling everyone, we like our offensive line better than you do. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if they still think that because it has not been good this year. No. And as a result, Brady doesn't take time to throw mm-hmm. the ball down the field much because he doesn't want to get hit. Right. So it's a lot easier to defend somebody if you know he, you only got two and a half seconds and that ball's out. And if you know that, you can. it's easier to stop the run as well. I mean, how much is there woes about – Todd Bowles, and how much of it is personnel? That it's well, not good enough, and for, like I said, some of it's injury, and that happens. Yeah, you know, the old line isn't good enough. But right. is it, it is it so bad that they can't score more than sixteen or seventeen points a game? Is it that bad? I mean, maybe it is, but well, I mean, here, here's what I know about this team. The offensive line is not very good, so Tom Brady's not going to take a hit, which means he's not going to make the the best decision all the time because he's trying to get the ball out too quick. Yes. The defense has done well this year, 
but they're not mm-hmm. forcing turnovers. No. So you're not you're not getting those short fields enough to take advantage of. And so if you're not if you're not getting short fields and you're not throwing the ball deep down the field most of the time because you won't take the time to do it. Right. Now you're relying on those 12, 14, 16 play drives. And they're mm-hmm. not good enough to do that at this point. Yeah. You know, well, and, and so like I said, I mean, some of it's Todd Bowles, but some of it's Brady not willing to take the hit. And not that I'm not saying I blame him, but if the offense can't run effectively because you won't take a hit and then all of a sudden you're down, now of course you're going to pass the ball 55 times a game. I mean, the problem is they chase the games most of the time. Yeah, they really have a lead. That's what Tom said. They get off to bad starts. Now, is that play calling? Is that coaching isn't prepared them? Or is it the players aren't doing their jobs? And and I'm guessing it's a lot of all three. I think it's a lot of all three. I mean, I think players win games, but I think the coaches Mm -hmm. put them in position. Mm -hmm. And to your point, they're not good enough up front. But you know what? A lot of teams aren't very good up front. A lot of teams don't have five good offensive linemen. These guys have one coming back from the Super Bowl year and from the playoff year. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he's playing worse than anybody. You know, and, and Donovan Smith said again after the game, we asked him about the holding penalty. He goes, I can't talk about penalties. Penalties, you know, that's that's illegal or something like that. And it's like, no, it's not illegal. Well, you ripping you the refs is illegal. <laughs> I'm asking you about your penalty. I don't, I'm, you know, I don't care if you rip the referee. You know what I mean? What did you see? You can disagree with it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get fined unless you make it personal. Um, but here's a guy that's just not playing good ball, and he's the last one of the group that's that they have trusted these last few years. So no, Brady doesn't trust his protection. They don't run the ball very well, though. I think White has run it better than Fournette at times. There's just no, there's no way. It, it looks for the first time. Like I said, I think Brady has resigned himself to the fact that they're not going to be very good on offense. You know, before it was like. We're going to write our own destiny, and, and to some degree, they still can. And you know, we you know we'll have a say in whether you know we go deep in the playoffs or not. I I don't know, and, and maybe Atlanta's not good enough, and Carolina and New Orleans to come back and take this thing. Um, but it's not going to hide the fact. I'll tell you, the one guy I know, somebody that saw him on the way to uh, out of the locker uh, area today, and. The description was furious. You know who was furious after the game? Joel Glazer. I don't think you want a Glazer to be furious at you right now. That's not you know? a – usually you don't see emotions on there. No, but just from the Publicly. facial expression. Mm-hmm. Like misery, you can see misery, right? You can see frustration. Mm-hmm. He was furious from what I understood. And that's a long way to come to watch that product, you know, on a day that should have been about Tom Brady's homecoming, and you're not even in the game. You're not prepared. And that's, that's what's going to get, you know. We're a couple weeks away. Like, I, they still know they have a chance mathematically, so guys are playing hard. But let them lose a couple more. I, uh, guys start making business decisions, you know. And, and Bulls, you know, for all his rhetoric – He's very quick to point the finger at himself and the staff and say, you know, we got out coached and this, that, and the other. But you don't see a ton of adjustments either. You know, well, so the whole we got out coached, which you hear from coaches all the time now. 
It's I, just I don't cliche. know. They don't believe it. It's they don't want to put the blame on the players, right? Publicly, or at least share. They want to share it. Yeah, yeah. Publicly, that with is. the players. You know, we're all guilty, all of us, including coaches. Mm-hmm. And that's true to an extent. They did get out coached, but it's not necessarily. There were plays to be made that these guys didn't make, and mm-hmm. you know, for what it's worth, um, there's no cavalry coming. Like this is who you got, and. Right. They still have good skill players. Mm-hmm. Mike and Tom have been off all year. Uh, I don't, it's a shame I that when they hit missed. that big touchdown today, it didn't count. Well, because... Yeah, and then you get the holding penalty. But, you know, if you're not going to change the left tackle, and, and Bowles indicated that he wasn't, that was kind of late in the year. They know what they have in Donovan Smith, which isn't very good football right now, but at least they know him. Well, if you um, make the change, I mean, who are you putting there? I mean, if they had, well, a, better, the if they had a better option, they would. He'd be playing. It would be Brandon Walton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they if he was a better option, he would be in there. The question is, yeah, could could he play better? And, and obviously, he can't, or he'd be there. I mean, it, we were talking. You know, this is a different team, but it's one right on the heels of the Bucks. But it's interesting. The Falcons are switching quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think it's the Falcons saying, "Well, we can't win this. The season's over." Right. What if it's he's playing better in practice? And the Falcons are just getting better with this move. Well, well time will tell. Well, I mean, Desmond Ritter hasn't started a game yet, so we'll see. What well, hasn't hurt Brock Purdy? Yeah. Last time I checked, he was drafted a hell of a lot lower than this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Desmond Ritter was the second quarterback taken in the draft. And like, and, and like this team, like the 49ers, they're not going to ask Ritter to go out there and throw it 60 times. No. You know, they, they, they're going to scheme it up and run the ball and, and do things to protect him. I don't think Atlanta's through. I think if New Orleans, think about this. What if New Orleans had won the game last week? And I mean, they're up and they're up with three minutes mm-hmm. to go. But it's a three way tie. Right. And the Bucks would have lost now four in a row. I mean, as I it think. is, the Bucks are up a game on Carolina and Atlanta, but they have to play each of those teams. They got to play them. That's right. I mean, this is far from clinched at this point. No. It's not. It's way far, especially with your Bengals coming to town and Joe Joe Burrow, the Tiger King, he's going to wear him out. And Oh, and by the way, injuries, Villavea went out, Carlton Davis went out, not sure about the status of his safeties next week. They're starting to show their age. They're starting to get pretty nicked up, you know, so that's that's something to watch as well. I I wish we had better news. It, it just This one was a disheartening one, and I, and I just felt the resignation – in Brady's voice, like, yeah, this isn't getting better. You know, like, all I know to do is go back and work and blah, 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 blah. But for the most part, you can just tell that, you know, a month to go, right, which isn't very long in an NFL season, a month to go, and you don't, you know, you don't know how you're going to score points. And it's always, it started that way, and here we are this far into the season and we're still having this conversation. And I'm sorry, but... You know, Todd Bowles, you know, it, it, maybe you can sell to the Glazers or someone else that you need a new offensive coordinator you came in too late to pick your own, or maybe you can't, you know. And not many coaches get fired after one season. But, you know, tell me whether Brady's coming back. Tell me whether, you know, what Joel and Brian think. I, I, I don't know, but it wasn't good. It can't be good, you know. So this is where they're at. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. At least there was one team, though, in Tampa Bay that is playing well, and that's the Tampa Bay Lightning. They did. They played very well Saturday, beating Florida Panthers. Uh, just a, a, a good effort all the way around. Um, Florida Panthers are scuffling though. Uh, they lost to the Seattle the Panthers. They lost to the Kraken. Uh, oh, the Kraken are actually playing really well. No, that's the next team in here. They're coming Tuesday, in Tuesday night. right? Yeah. yeah, but they beat the Panthers five to two. So Panthers lost the back to back, both games. Wow. Of it. Uh, Have so, the Lightning won like ten out of the last thirteen or something like that? Um, something like that. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, they're sitting. You know, we've talked about this on this podcast before, but there's the if you get 12 points out of every 10 games, right? Then you are gonna. It's a 96 point pace, and that almost that's pretty much a lock for the playoffs. I'll take it. Yeah. Well, they're at 35 points with 27 games in. Oh wow! So one more point in the next three, and they're still on that pace. So mm-hmm. they're in third in the division now. Uh, what have they won? A seven, they've won seven of the last ten. So they're seven and three in their last ten. They've, they've, Pretty good. Yeah, I mean they're only seven and five at home or on the road. I mean, they've scuffled a little bit on the road, and, and for the last but two explosive. months they've had a lot of games at home. I mean, these two games this week, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, wraps up fifteen out of twenty at home. Yeah, and now they'll spend much of the next two months on the road. But Anthony Sorelli's back in the lineup, and it just changes the whole dynamic. Mm-hmm. It just gives you so much more depth. You know, you now you have a, a you know, your three centers essentially down the middle for the most part, but they switch them occasionally. But it's Point, right. Paul, and Sorelli. Your third line gets a lot better. The, the, just everything about it gets better. I mean, Pat Maroon finally got off the schneid, got his first goal of the season. Uh, he's been playing really well, by the way. Right. I mean, he, at the beginning of the year, he was he was struggling a lot. Inspired by an announcer at Fat Shamed. Well, well, you know, <laughs> the perfect size rig, so. Right. Yeah, he's not the big rig anymore. Yes. But, no, he's been playing real. I mean, it's just it, the Lightning are, you don't, look, the playoffs are not a foregone conclusion. Don't get me wrong when I say this. But the Lightning, they're not trying to win the President's Cup. They're right. not trying to take first in the division. If it happens, Judging fine. from the postseason, right. It's get to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. get to the playoffs with your game playing right. Figure things. You know, right now they're they're shuffling the lines around a lot. They're even shuffling the power play. They took Braden Point off the top power play the other day. Victor Hedman, you know, was off the, the power top power play for, what, 10 games or so. Yeah. You know, they're trying things. Figuring things mm-hmm. out. It's a new team, new year. Yep. Players in new roles. You know, they're trying to figure out defensively. The pairings are switching all the time. Because if you lose a game in December, it's okay. Yeah. You know, but you got to know come April when the playoffs start, who can play with who? What options do I have when I want to change things up or things aren't going well? 
You know, and and I don't want to say they're buying their time because that's not fair. I mean, they're they're putting in the work and the effort and that, and that's why they're third in the division now. And you know, doing very well. But it's it's they you know, this team never gets too high, never gets too low. They go about their business, and they're very good at self assessing. You know, when they when they put up a stinker, whether it's a period, a game, whatever. They're very good at correcting that, right? And, and, and you know, figuring out what they've got to do different the next game, the next trip, the next whatever. So it's it's we are very spoiled in this market to have a team that's been that successful for that long. I mean, the last three years, of course, they went to Stanley Cup Finals, but really, you go back to the the fourteen fifteen season when they met Chicago in the Stanley Cup Final, and it's just incredible the run they're on. Yeah, they're not going away. John Cooper, what, got his 450th win the other night? Mm-hmm. Stamkos is about ready to get 500 goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's – it's uh, and it's, it's hard to stuff. believe that the season's a third of the way done already. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about the Lightning this week. Uh, also over the weekend, Caleb Williams won the uh, Heisman Trophy from USC. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise necessarily, but college football, of course, is uh, – Preparing for their bowl season. For Starts, uh, what, Friday, I think, is the first bowl games. Yeah. I think Florida yeah. plays Saturday, so. Yeah, good luck. I don't know who's going to quarterback Florida, by the way. There's a lot <laughs> no of teams idea. are in that situation at this point. So. Oh, man. Yeah, guys entering the draft, transfer portals, all that stuff. But, yeah, so it should be fun. Uh, and we'll find out what the if the Bucks have any answers to today when Todd Poles speaks. I'm going to be on a plane home. Check out Joey Knight, TampaBay.com, Tampa Bay Times, to get the latest on not just the Bucks injuries, but what they're thinking about with the uh, Bengals coming to town on Sunday at Raymond James Stadium. Then it's the Christmas night game in Arizona. Looking forward to that. Not really. Got to get on a plane and go to Arizona <laughs> Christmas Day. Um, so it could be a uh, could be a blue Christmas if the Bucks uh, continue down this road because it was not good, folks. Uh, I'm in San Jose, not far from uh, where. Levi Stadium is, and the Bucks lost thirty-five to seven. This game was never close. It was thirty-five to nothing. Just two minutes into the second half, if if the if the Forty ers had not taken their foot off the accelerator, they might have scored an easy fifty burger on this football team. And so, as bad as it looked, it wasn't that good. It was. It could have been much much worse. They were outclassed, outplayed, outcoached, as Todd Bowles said, and they got their butts kicked, as he also said, in a different, more colorful way. So we'll see if they can regroup. But thanks for listening. Um, We'll be back, I guess, tomorrow with more on the Buccaneers and, of course, get you ready for the Lightning. And remember, try to support uh, our sponsors, May Electric Solar. They've been in business for a dozen years. Um, They offer a 30-year labor and services warranty, $750 worth of service protection. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts, May Electric Solar. Here's their number, 727-819-2862. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.